This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. Can fate transform two seatmates on an airplane into soulmates? That's the question explored in Netflix's Love at First Sight. What a missed opportunity not to call the movie Love at First Flight, but but I'll leave that aside for a second because entertainment critic Amy Amanti has a review of the film. Hey, good morning, Amy. Good morning, Dave. <laughs> I love that little segue. <laughs> what, what, what a missed opportunity. I mean, like, people get paid to work in branding and marketing, and they can't right? think to themselves, our love story is about people meeting on an airplane, love at first flight. It works. It works. It works. It works. Oh, I mean, that, that would have that turned this into a romantic comedy, because this really isn't a romantic comedy. I oh. think it's more of a romantic oh. drama. Oh, okay, okay. Than a comedy. The notes that I were given said rom-com, so I, I will no. take that. I will take no, that back not, to the it's officials. It's not a rom-com. There's, okay. there's nothing funny about this film. Oh, oh dear. Okay, um, now I'm afraid. Now my, now my tone may be too playful. Uh, Amy, <laughs> speaking of play, why did you hit play? Well, I mean, I, uh, I, I thought the title was cheesy. I mean, honestly, sometimes, Dave, the reason I hit play these days is because there isn't a lot of new content yeah, yeah. available. And so I'm sort of going, huh, what's new? Oh, this is, and even this is not super new. It's new to Netflix, but it's it's a film that was released in 2021. Uh, but just, it's new to Netflix in two, 2023. Okay, okay. So, um, right, and so it's new to Netflix, but it's not necessarily new in the world of, of uh, movie making. Um, but I was also sort of, um, you know, curious about, uh, you know, Love, I, you know, to be honest, I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be another one of those movies where somebody's blind and, you know, regains their sight, and it's one of those. Because wasn't there a movie uh, with, um, I want to say Val Kilmer? It was. was yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was that one called? It, it was. It was some kind of sight pun as well. Yeah, yeah, and I. That's exactly where my brain was going. Was okay. This is going to be another one of those movies. <laughs> So I, mean, I thought at, I have to check it out. Yeah, at first look, at first glance, like at I, first sight, yeah, something like at that. At first sight, yeah, something like that, something like that. Uh, wow, Val Kilmer cuts from the from the nineties. Really well must done. have made an impact yeah. on us, right, Dave? <laughs> uh, uh, clearly, uh, Amy, the, the the romance genre, whether it be the rom com or the rom drum, in this case, yep. uh, is becoming quite common, and, and part of that is like the explosion of Hallmark movies, but plenty of other. Uh, organizations and stations have started creating their own branches of romance movies. Why do you think it's harder to make a romantic movie that stands out from the pack? So there's a theory behind this. I mean, everybody likes a really good romance movie because I think there's a lot of folks that don't have a lot of great romance in their life, right? In terms of these like epic romances when you think of things like Sleepless in Seattle and those kind of like... Yeah, um, you've got Mail, Moon Harry Met Sally... You know, those kinds of things. But what they're talking about these days, when you do a little bit of research online, some of these, um, and I, you know, I'm curious to, to hear what your opinion is on this, Dave, but in, in the modern day of filmmaking, where it's so easy to pick up your phone and say, hey, I'm, you know, uh, I, you, you can declare your love over phone. Whereas, the, you know, let's say Sleepless in Seattle, for example, where you had to meet at a time and a place and yeah. whatever, uh, right? And you didn't have the, the luxury of picking up your phone and saying, 
I love you, don't leave, uh, you know, come back, don't take that flight, where you had to be at the airport to, to stop them from getting on the plane, <laughs> right? That doesn't happen in modern days anymore. And so this one, for example, is, you know, they're saying the plot is kind of flimsy in this because, again, you know, they meet on the, the at the airport and the, the battery is not fully charged on her phone. And when, you know, the two of them go through customs and he's British and she's not and he whips through and she doesn't and he puts her his name, uh, you know, his phone number and her phone and her battery dies and it doesn't save. And, you know, and it's kind of like <laughs> that's, you know, uh, blah, right, because somebody didn't charge their phone and so it's becoming a like the modern day excuse right and so it's not it's not the same as the as the old you know the letter didn't make it or the 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 the, the car didn't have gas or you didn't make it on time to, and the plane left and you'll never see the person again so that that risk that that the stakes aren't as high yeah and so i think that that sort of that oh that that you know that urgency to get there that urgency to stop the loved one from you know, that you'll never see them again doesn't quite exist because you can go Google somebody's name. So what you're describing is what's called the meat cute inside the yeah. genre, right? Inside the rom-com or the yeah. rom-drum uh, uh, genre, it's the meat yeah. cute. And I think they're maybe running out of ways to tell a unique meat cute. But as you yeah. point out, they also tried something there that was a little more modern, the idea of the cell phone battery, which is something that people can relate to. Although I'll say this, when I'm going to an airport, I have every backup charger in the world. <laughs> and like, I am, I am anxiety ridden to make sure my phone is fully charged before I even leave for the airport or the train station. So yep. that just speaks to my own inner demons that eat, perpetually eat away at me inside. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what you're describing there, Amy, is that it's getting harder to write a meat cute because yeah. a lot, especially when you're making 150 rom-coms and rom-droms a year, you've kind of run out of uh, options and ideas. Well, you know, essentially they say, again, I've said this to you before, Dave, but, you know, when I was uh, growing up in the movie industry, but, you know, when I when I started to to work in post-production film, they would say, you know, there's only a handful of plots and we just keep recycling them. Yeah. And it's true. You know, it's boy meets girl or girl meets girl or boy meets boy. And right. Like there's only a handful of plots and we just keep taking that plot line. And like now we set it on Mars or now we set it on a farm or now we set it on. Right. And so we see these same essential plot lines you know, recycled over and over and over again. And then you have to tweak them to make them a little bit more unique. And you're right, it is becoming harder and harder to make them more unique. And so then you have to rely on, like, is there nice chemistry between the two of, of yes, these characters? Yes. And uh, is there something? So this film has, uh, for example, a narrator. And instead of cre making it um, uh, about the romance, they make it about fate. Right. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, um, the narrator is their 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 genie in a bottle. Right. right so all of right. these things have to come together. So the narrator is telling the story and the narrator becomes the flight attendant on the plane, but also the the agent at the at the passport desk, you know, when they go through customs and uh, the waiter at the restaurant and is sort of you know, uh, making sure that all of these things come together as the two of them are on their uh, prospective journeys and kind of pushing them together in the right direction. Um, so that was, uh, that, that to me was a, an interesting kind of uh, spin on this. Um, but at some point they started to add 
too many spins and you're like oh because then they added a statistics level in this so you know the narrator would say statistically like how many people miss their flight in an airport and statistically how many people fall in love and statistically and it's like again adding all these like statistical things and you're like oh my gosh like it's statistically impossible for these two people to have met in this way that's why it's fate right and so you're like Okay. okay So, but the two, these two actors in this particular film actually have some nice chemistry. So at some level, you're kind of rooting for these two characters because there is sort of this cutesy kind of, like he's got a sweet sort of stiff upper lip, but there's something broken about him and there's something broken about her too. And I don't know, they don't really tell you what's broken about him until later, but she's like, you know, you know, when two broken people kind of sense something about each other. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something there that you're rooting for them. But I wish they had gone deeper into that. OK. It's very surface. Anyways, there is something that's kind of sweet about it that you're like, oh, I want to know more. But they just don't give you all of that. So considering there was a narrator involved yep. here, how did that intersect with the audio description experience of watching the film? So. I think sometimes narrators are helpful with audio description. It can fill in some of the blanks that uh, that makes it uh, the audio description doesn't need to do that, right? Because it's helping you tell the story along the way. Um, so I always find a narrator to be helpful if it's used appropriately as a plot device. Sometimes they're just cheesy and it doesn't work at all, right? Sometimes the, the narrator as a writing technique is yeah, used to, yeah, yeah, no, to it's like, important. fill it's in important. the gaps of a story that doesn't work, right? Um, in this in this particular story, I think it's rather effective for the way that this story was written. And so um, uh, it it works. And, and then, you know, the description in and of itself was really, uh, really a nice en- enhancement because what was nice about it is, you know, like as an example, you know, the, the our, our heroine in this story is heading to a wedding um, in England. Right. So she's heading from uh, from the U.S. over to England. And so uh, there are these moments where the description would like describe the bridesmaid's dress that she's wearing. And almost never do I get any description of what characters are wearing. Almost never mm-hmm. does that happen. And so, you know, um, this bridesmaid's dress is a little bit over the top, but it's not meant to be ridiculous because it's not a rom-com, right? It, there's no, no comedic value in this, but it's a little bit, you know, silly. It's a little bit, um, I don't know, British silly in a way. Uh, so it's very different than an American style, but also in a way that um, our, our our British uh, gentleman is going to, a um an event that is a shakespearean event and Ooh. so everybody's dressed as a shakespearean character and so the description is describing to us some of the shakespearean costumes that people are okay wearing. okay and so i would never get those layers typically in description and so i was really happy to receive some of those layers it kind of seems important because that's sort of the absurdity of like the of like the meeting and the connection yeah the costumes are part of it okay amy i uh, gotta be quick on this but yeah. would you recommend love at first sights or what should have been called love at first flight uh to love others at first flight. um i would say if you're uh interested in a little bit of cheese yeah don't take it too seriously but i think it's probably worth hitting 
play on this one. Yeah. Okie dokie. All right. And then this other question that I want to hit you with is the daily poll question at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. There's a bed bug outbreak in Paris, France, and there's an ant in my bedroom that I'm very concerned about. What is the insect inside your own home that gives you the icks, Amy? Is it ants? Is it centipedes? Bed bugs? Uh, what are my other options? There are cockroaches. Of course, cockroaches? you're out there in Vancouver. You're out there in uh, you're out there in Vancouver. I don't know what kind of regional insects you guys have to deal with, or if anything off that list jumps out to you. Do you know what I have in my area? I have wolf spiders. Oh dear. And uh, yeah, and so they are uh, mostly floor based, but sometimes end up on a wall. Mm. And they are big and black and hairy. I uh, think of them like mini tarantulas, ah. mini tarantulas, oof, but they, they end up being about the size of a toonie. Um, and they, uh, I, 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 they're just big black spots to me. Uh, they move quickly, but uh, I can almost in my mind see them staring back at me. So if I come across one on the floor, it's like a stand down. Who's going to move first? Oh, Are you dear. moving? Am I moving? Oh, dear. And they terrify me. They terrify me. Uh, so that's, and I live in a basement suite of our family home. And so, uh, so, so my house has, <laughs> my house has, uh, uh, um, uh, towels rolled up and braced against the outside doors <laughs> to try smart. and keep the spiders smart. out, especially in the winter. <laughs> Look at this smart technique, smart technique. I'm going to start taking some notes here as I deal that's with right. uh, the one ant that I found yesterday. Uh, Amy, thank you for this. Have a great day. You're welcome, Dave. That's entertainment critic Amy Amanti. You can find Amy in Vancouver, B.C. You can find Love at First Sight on Netflix. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.